So, yeah. Give me a jerk of coffee. Coffee's good. Can you believe it? It's episode 19. And we're talking about Funkwell putting the pod back at podcasting. Right here on the self-hosted podcast. You're listening to the self-hosted podcast. Where we talk about taking control of your privacy and data without all the technical jargon. We promise not to talk over your head and use common sense language for normal everyday people. Now here's your host, Uncle Bonehead. Yeah, it's episode 19. Can you believe that? Two more episodes and we're going to be legal age. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it's good to be home after having two weekends out. Uh, the unless you've spent unless you spend your life three fourths of your life is spent on the road. You really don't know what it's like when you get home because you get home if after you know being on the road so long and you're so used to getting up at like midnight one o'clock and start working and. Then you come home and you can sleep in and you can't sleep past 2 or 2.30 in the morning. And you're like, <sighs> it takes you a couple of days to get, get used to doing that again. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard to do. But I did it. I actually slept until 4.30 today. So <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, before we get into it, I, I started doing the, the new deal where the uh, I'm not asking you to support me. I'm asking you to support other people. Um, this week, it's not an actual individual. Last week, it was LK. And uh, this week, it's an organization. But it's an important organization that a lot of us use. And it's one that I've used a lot over the years. Um, it's the Internet Archive. Uh, according to what, you know, they've, they've put up a notice on their on their site the beginning of well basically every thanksgiving um and it's from a message from brewster kale the founder of the internet archive and it's just a little pop-up at the begin at the top of the page and ask you to you know place for you to donate money and he says the message says i ask only once a year please help the internet archive today right now we have a two to one matching gift campaign so you can triple your impact most can't afford to give but we hope you can the average donation is 45 dollars. if everyone reading this chips in just five dollars we can end this fundraiser today all we need is the price of a paperback book to sustain a nonprofit website the whole world depends on we have only 150 staff but run at one of the world's top websites we're dedicated to reader privacy so we never track you we never accept ads but we still need to pay for one of pay for the servers and staff I know we could charge money, but then we couldn't archive, achieve our mission, a free online library for everyone. This is, this is our day. Today, to bring the best, most trustworthy information to every internet reader, I believe all of this is doable if we put together to create the internet as it was meant to be, the great library for all. 
The Internet Archive is a bargain, but we need your help. If you need our site, if you find our site useful, please chip in. Thank you. So go, don't donate to me. Go to the Internet Archive, archive.org, and donate to them. All right, now, on into the housekeeping. There was, here a while back, you remember a couple weeks ago, I thought my server died. And it basically did. My uh, computer just wasn't doing nothing. It'd come on. And I, th- I, th- I thought the power supply was biting the dust on it. Then I thought, well, maybe the RAM's going out on it. Turns out, it's a hard drive. <laughs> the hard drive died on it. So what I basically did, is, since I don't have the abilities to uh, get that old hard drive working and you know pull the stuff off of it and clone it, um, what I did was I just stuck another hard drive in there, which, by the way, it's not one of the old-fashioned umbilical cords as old as this tower is. You would think it was the old-fashioned umbilical cord that you plug the whole big, huge thing into the hard drive, you know, the big, huge square hard drives. No, it's one of those little, I guess they're called SATA drives. S-A-T-A. Little, little, it's a P5 connector is what it looks like, it says. But anyways, what it is, I just took an old laptop battery, <laughs> or battery, old laptop hard drive, and plugged it in and fired up a thumb drive with the latest Why You Know host on it, and boom, Bob's an uncle, or Bob's your uncle, and I've got it, my Why You Know host back up. It's not, it's not ubmedia.nohost no more, it's uh, bmedia dot no host dot me <laughs> and uh, I'm keeping it light this time I'm only using it for punk whale and fresh RSS and my Firefox sync so there you have it that's the housekeeping now on to the news <laughs> All right. Now, I know it's going to sound like I'm talking a lot about Funk Whale today. It's because I am. <laughs> I just realized this was posted back on October 4th. I don't know if I covered this. I kind of vaguely remember covering this. Um, speaking of forgetting, vaguely forgetting or vaguely remembering things, um, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day went over to the in-law's house. My mother-in-law got me smashed, and I, I apparently passed out, face first on the floor, and said a lot of things. Don't remember doing a lot of things. All I remember is walking from the cart back into our house, and apparently I took a shower and went to bed like at nine o'clock. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. But anyways, I digress. Don't drink on Thanksgiving. There's your Uncle Bonehead tip of the week. Um, Funk Whale 0.20 has been released on October 4th. I think I do remember this because I remember 0.21 was released. Um, it, it's, it came with a whole bunch of updated stuff, and it's very, very cool. Um, so I'm not going to go over this 
But if you want to read it, go ahead, because I think I already did that. The Hackers News is reporting that Magento Marketplace has suffered a data breach exposing users' account info. Um, If you've ever been registered, ever had and registered an account with the official Magento Marketplace to... to buy or or sold an extension, a plugin, or e-commerce website theme, you might want to change your password immediately. Adobe, the company own, owning Magento e-commerce platform, today disclosed a new data breach incident that exposed account information of, of the Magento Marketplace users to an unknown group of hackers and individuals. Uh, Accordance. According to the company, the hacker exploited an undisclosed vulnerability in its marketplace website that allowed him to gain unauthorized third-party access to the database of registered users, both customers as well as the developers, the buyers and the sellers. Uh, The leaked database includes affected users' names, email addresses, Magidea, Mid Mag ID, sorry, billing and shipping address information, and some limited commercial information. While Adobe didn't reveal or might don't know when the Magento marketplace was actually compromised, the company did confirm that its security team discovered the breach last week on November 21st. At least we're not finding about this in June 2020. Um, so if you, if you if you do or have done any work on the Magento Marketplace, go change your password and keep an eye on your stuff. Uh, Hacker News is also reporting that over 12,000 Google users were hit by government hackers in the third quarter of 2019. As part of its active efforts to protect millions of online users, Google identified and warned over 12,000 of its users who were targeted by a government-backed hacking attempt in the third quarter of this year. According to a report published by Google's Threat Analysis Group, or TAG, for short, more than 90% of the targeted users were hit with credential pup, credential phishing emails that tried to trick victims into handing over access to their Google account. Google's tag tracks over 270 government-backed hacking groups from over 50 countries that are involved in intelligence collection, stealing intellectual property, destructive cyber attacks, targeting dissidents, journalists, and activists, or spreading coordinated disinformation. This is just another reason, folks. Get away from GAFM, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon. You know, just get away from these big, huge companies. You don't need them. Um... The alerts were sent to targeted users between July and September of 2019, which is consistent with a plus or minus 10% range of the number of phishing email warnings sent in the same period of 2018 and 2017. So they're just keeping with it. And they've got this little map on this 
go to the go to the hackers news the links in the show notes the vast majority of them was in the united states so go figure i wonder what government that was by the way nsa if you're listening i want my backups i want my email backups send them to me my new email is unclebonehead at nixnet.email. Which, by the way, nixnet.xyz is changing to nixnet.services. Um, the email's not going to change, but all the other stuff is, you know, his Mastodon, if you want to join the Mastodon on his, his uh, instance, or if you want to use a Mumble server or... He's just got a whole bunch of stuff. Go check out nixnet.services. N-I-X-N-E-T dot services. And next story is also from the Hackers News. <laughs> this is the Hackers News episode segment. Um, malicious Android SDKs were caught accessing Facebook and Twitter users' data. Two third-party software development kits intrigued integrated by over hundreds of thousands of Android apps, have been caught holding unauthorized access to users' data associated with the connected social media accounts. In a blog post published yesterday, Twitter revealed that an SDK developed by one audience contains a privacy-violating component which may have passed some of its users' personal data to the one audience servers. Following Twitter's disclosure, Facebook Today released a, a statement revealing that an SDK from another company, Mobyborn, I think a Mobyburn, is also under investigation for a similar malicious activity that might have exposed the users to connected with certain Android apps to data collection firms. Both One Audience and MobyBurn are data monetization services that pay developers to integrate their SDKs into the apps, which then collect users' behavioral data and then use it with, ad- with advertisers for targeted marketing. In other words, they offer their SDKs to developers in exchange for turning you into a product for their advertisers. Just another reason. Another reason. This is why the big centralized companies like Facebook and Twitter and Google and are just, there's no reason for you guys to use them, for me to use them, or anybody else to use them. Because they don't give a shit about your data or your personal data or your you as a person. You're, you're just a product to them. Um, the FSF, Free Software Foundation, has announced their ethical tech giving guide is out um, for 2019. Go to the links in the show notes to go check it out. Uh, it's a list of technology and tech gadgets and things that you can get for your favorite little geek or nerd. That is ethical. <laughs> Check out it. Um, and while we're talking about the Free Software Foundation, they are looking for a bookkeeper. Um, it's a part-time thing, uh, preparing weekly accounts, receivable, payable, deposits, and purchasing, assisting with monthly financial response re- reconciliation, uh, processing incoming trick 
tickets into their internal, external ticketing system and supporting the annual audit. So go check that out. The link is in the show notes as well. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Aro Bakken. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's from the Small Technology Foundation. Um, he's come. He, he recently gave a talk to the European Parliament. And if you can, I'll, I'll have to see if I can find a link for it and uh, put it on, on my website. But it's a really good talk. And he just basically, he made some damn good points. It's just like, boom, you know, your mind is, you know, he actually said that to them. <laughs> and he speaks the truth. And, uh, but anyways, he's got a, a personal web prototype. It's called Zero One. It's a mobile personal web server. And it's similar, I'm guessing, kind of like the Lollipop Cloud and the Freedom Box and the uh, Wayuna Hosts, the Internet Cube. But this is actually smaller. It actually will fit into your pocket. And it's self-powered and everything it is very cool with the article goes you know shows you the hardware that that he's using and it's uh running running on a raspberry pi zero w and which which is just it's uh, raspberry pi zero that's like the size of a small of a stick of ram for your for your laptop I mean, it's tiny, and this it's got a little case that it fits in, and dude, this is just, it's just badass. You got to check this out. Um, and finally, Glimpse, image editor, the uh, uh, fork of GIMP is, has, they've, they've made their first release, uh, it's just Windows, Mac, and Linux. Um, the Linux, I'm guessing they're only going to put it on as a flat pack. I downloaded the, I installed the flat pack on my KDE Neon, and dude, it works like a charm. I'm now using it exclusively for my podcast artwork and all my images that I'm making for, you know, website and everything. It's it's nice. It looks, it doesn't have that standard GIMP look. It's got like a theme to it. It's kind of a, almost like that Photoshop theme that you can get for GIMP, only except they've removed all the GIMP uh, branding and added the Glimpse branding. But it's working really good and buggy free, bug free. I'm liking it. I'm loving it. I want some more of it. I try so hard. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> so without further ado, we're going to uh, take a break and listen to this interlude. And Casey's going to tell you some information. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk some more about funk whale and pods. This episode is brought to you by the Fediverse. Visit Fediverse.party to find out more about it. For the best server distro to use to self-host, we recommend Why You Know Host. 
Visit whyyouknowhost.org for more information. Well, I can just sit there and jam away on that. It's, sit there and just snap the fingers like I'm in a, like I'm in a cool jazz bar. <laughs> okay, Funkwell putting the pod back into podcasting. Uh, there's pod, the Funkwell Podcasters Group. Anybody is welcome to join it. Um, the links for the first meeting notes and the creators test group and the subscribers test group are all in the show notes. Um, there's the creators test group and the subscribers test group. There's no posts in it yet, but they're on the uh, funkwhale.audiogovernance uh, forum. Uh, the first meeting show notes, you can go over and read what we discussed in the first meeting. We've had a second meeting already, um, and it was really just me and Elliot and uh, I think there was two other people in there maybe in and out but we was on Thanksgiving so it was kind of you know hard for everybody to show up so anyways it I, I, I mentioned to Elliot that I was going to be talking about this in the show my experience with doing this because I've never been involved in a open source project this early and I being not a coder I want to you know this this is something I know and something that I can do in my way of helping out and Punkwell is just an awesome project to begin with and for them to be doing something like this is just just nuts now let me first go over about intro radios Reboot, I guess you could say. It's introradio.com is now my funk whale pod, my instance. Um, you can already listen to this podcast on that pod. Um, there's uh, links in the show notes to if you've got your own funk whale pod and you want to follow this, you know, the my podcast, you can use the 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 federating link is in the show notes or if you just want to go to my funk whale instance and listen to the episodes they're all right there it looks like an album and you know you just go through and listen um you can also download from them them from there too as well so i'm going to keep it locked down so don't try to sign up to it um i'm, I'm going to be the only user on it because it's all about me <laughs> Um, I, I do want to talk about the native app called Otter, O-T-T-E-R. It's on Google Play and it's also on GitHub. It's absolutely amazing. It's better than using Subsonic APIs or or what's the one, D-Sonic or D-Sub that's on F-Droid. And there's a couple other apps that you know use the Subsonic API with Funkwell. And they're janky. They're janky as hell. I mean, just, I couldn't get them to work at all, hardly. Um, but Otter uses Funk Whale's APIs out of the box. And dude, it's butter smooth. I mean, absolutely amazing. Not a hiccup on it at all. And it's 
it's just if you're going to use a Android app with your Funk Whale instance, use Otter. Trust me, you'll like it. It's a lot better. Lot it's easy, and it just works. Um, when when they when we get into doing the actual development of the podcasting on Funk Whale, I don't think it's going to be on this pod. So if you're going to watch it, just watch it for the you know like this show. But because uh, they're from what I understand is he's going to set up a custom pod for the users to podcast with. So <coughs> he's got it. It's almost ready to get started, which is very cool, and it's it's. Very cool. I, I can't wait to get it going. Um, there is a a uh, link in the show notes for a podcast's relevant artwork and user stories. It's a Cody MD pad on Funk Whale. And uh, everybody's invited to you know, put your stories on there and what you want and you know that kind of thing what you expect out of a podcasting on funk whale um the i'm gonna go over what i did because um uh yeah <laughs> i was i was talking with elliot the creator of funk whale on matrix and he read my my user stories and his comment was that they were interesting <laughs> i don't mean i don't know if he meant that they were interesting like this dude's insane and or this guy is needy as hell but i'm gonna go over what i wrote down and uh, let you guys know because i expect a lot you know and because this is coming from a guy that's been into listening to podcasts and podcasting since 2006. So it's been a been a minute or two that, and I've listened to a couple of probably thousand podcasts by now. I I had a podcast at one time called Ryan's Top Shelf, which was my interviews with other podcasters about podcasting um and anyway i digress this <coughs> okay as a listener this is what i expect i want to listen to a podcast to learn something interesting i don't listen to podcasts for pure enjoyment i listen to them to learn something that interests me um I, when it comes to an app, I expect to have the ability to search the, you know, search and find new podcasts. With Funkwell, I expect to be able to search the entire federation of all the pods to discover new podcasts that I didn't know about and be able to subscribe to them easily. Um, I want to share the episodes individually with friends and family through email. Uh, SMS text message or social media. I also want to be able to, along with that, be able to share the entire podcast, all of the episodes, 
not just individual episodes, but the the RSS feed, for lack of a better word, with somebody else and suggest them to listen to it. Um, if I'm listening to a podcast on, on a mobile app like Otter and then switch to using the computer, I want to pick up listening at the same point I was at on the mobile device. I don't want to have to search for it. It should just, boom, be there. Um, I like to see all of my podcast artwork that I'm subscribed to uh, displayed in like a nice, pretty grid, as well as seeing the relevant artwork for the episode that is currently playing. Um, I want to be able to sort the podcast subscriptions in, in into groups and put them like, you know, similar podcasts together. Like uh, this is an audio book fiction or this, these, this group is for Linux podcasts. This group is for music podcasts. This group is for do it yourself podcasts. This group is for cooking. You know, this one is for trucking. That's what I want to do with, you know, with my podcasts. Um, I want to be able to sort the podcast subscriptions in order to, uh, oh, I just, I just said that. I also want to see the, the show notes displayed for the currently playing episode with clickable links that can open up in my browser. Um, I don't want to, I want to be able to, you know, if I'm like in my show notes, I, I put links to, to news articles. I want to be able to open those up and read them, you know, on my own. That way I can, verify that what the dude's saying or dudette or whoever is a saying on the on the podcast is actually what's reported in the story and they're not just kind of you know throwing it about and throwing their own opinion as the story um i also want to uh if i'm listening to a podcast that supports chapters I don't know if you know this, but some podcasts out there do support chapters and they put the links in the show notes and you can click on that link and you can go right to that part of the podcast. Um, I want to be able to do that if I'm listening to one that supports chapter markers. Um, I would also like the ability to leave a comment to the podcaster like on SoundCloud you can leave a comment at a specific point in the audio when using their player. Uh, there's also a podcast app. I cannot remember in the life of me what the name of it is now. But uh, the guys over at Geek Rant, they're the ones that hired a developer to create this podcast app. And I cannot remember what the name of it is now. But what it is is you can actually leave a comment while you're listening to it on your phone you can leave a comment to what was specifically said at that time in the file and then the podcaster can come back and comment on that as well in the app which is very very cool that would be totally awesome okay now as a podcaster (laughs) This is coming from me. And if you don't know any podcasters other than just listening to them, but if you know them personally, when it comes to a podcast, 
they are what's the word I'm looking for picky finicky even I don't know um okay number one I want people to be able to so easily subscribe to the podcast without having to jump through any hoops they shouldn't have to sign up for this. They shouldn't have to click here. They shouldn't have to click for that. There should be a button that says subscribe. Boom, they hit that button, and boom, they are subscribed. Uh, I want the ability to either add my current show, you know, the self-hosted podcast, to Funk Wheel, and still have it available everybody everywhere else, or I should have the ability to only make it available on Funk Wheel. Where you get, you have to be on Punk Wheel to get it. I should be able to have that option. Um, I want to choose where the media file is stored, whether it's filed, whether it's stored on the pod, archive.org, Libsyn, or a Simplecast, or Anchor.fm. I should be able to choose where that file goes, and I shouldn't have to upload it to multiple places so like if i've if if like right now my files are on archive.org and anchor.fm archive.org i got them there for people that don't want to be tracked and anchor.fm is just for the mobile apps makes it easy so when i you know with funk whale funk whale should go to archive.org and download the file from there instead of me having to upload it to both places. See what I mean? Um, I would like the ability to update the ID three T that yeah, the ID tags of the episode as needed. I have a nasty habit, and I'm sure other podcasters do too. We get excited when we're publishing a some publishing an episode, and we don't exactly get all the tags set right. Now, some places allow you to re-upload a corrected MP3 file. Some places will let you change the tags right on the website. Um, I'm, I'm, it would be awesome if you could just do that in the place that you up- upload it instead of having to redo the tags and then re-upload it if you can just change them while they're on the server you can do it through command line why can't you do it through the web through a web interface um let's see i want to i must okay this is the number one thing for podcasters the rss feed I must be in control of the RSS feed for the podcast at all times. No changing the feed in any way. This is what podcasters are extremely picky about. Do not touch the RSS feed. Um, Like, I can't remember the name of the, the... Cast FM or something like Caster FM. I don't remember the name of the the, the the podcast app now, but they got into some deep shit with uh they were just going through and hey, this podcast exists. We're gonna add it to our database. And they would just 
you know, throw in the, the RSS feed into theirs and, and it would change the RSS feed. So now the podcaster's got two different RSS feeds that he's trying to keep track of. And he's looking at these download numbers and he's like, why is there so many downloads and I'm not getting these hits? They're not matching up. And it's because this other this other company just stole their RSS feed and changed it and inserted their own ads. So they're using a podcaster's RSS feed for their ads that they're not giving the RS the, the podcaster any money for. And they got into some deep shit. I can't remember who it was. It started with an S. Um, anyways, that leads me into the next thing. Okay. The next thing. No advertisement insertions into my show ever. Do not ever stick an advertisement into an RSS feed or on an MP3 file like uh, Anchor.fm does. If you, um, if I enable uh, an advertiser, in anchor.fm I can record a advertisement and then it will automatically insert the correct ad for the the or sponsor into the downloads at this at the right time so like you know if I could you know if I get a new new sponsor it will change all the old downloads you know, if somebody goes and downloads an old episode, it'll it'll download the right sponsor, the current sponsor. No, I don't like that. I don't do that, and I'm not doing that. Um, but there are some some companies that will do that and not ask, not even notify the the podcaster. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's Podbean will if you don't keep your bill paid up with them they just shut your downloads off your rss feed shows up and it still shows the new new episodes showing up but nobody can download them (laughs) it's just not right um okay now i want to have stats available to me anytime anytime i want to look at them specifically the amount of downloads and or streams um they're different they the downloads are actual downloads you know the whole file gets downloaded and then streaming it only downloads like partial you know downloads it into like a temp folder and then plays it back as it's downloading so it's not an actual full download so you know it's it's important to know these things um, if you can tell me how long they listened to it and, or, and whether or not they skipped around in the episode, you know, back and forth, that would be icing on the cake. But the main thing is downloads and or streams, you know, downloads and streams. That's what I want to know. Uh, I don't care where it's, where they're from or how many times they downloaded it. Um, I don't care if it's a unique download. If somebody downloads an episode five times, I would like to know that. I don't want to know. You know I don't want you to just say, hey, this guy, you've had five downloads, but it's all from the same person. Or, or 
you know, I'm, I've got like 20 downloads, but there's only five uniques. I, I want to know what doubt, what episodes were downloaded and, you know, so I can more specifically know why about the content. Um, do not change the file that I created. If I put an MP3 up there, or if I put an AUG file up there, or if I put a FLAC file up there, don't change it. Anchor.fm does this. I understand. That's why I quit doing intro radio, the podcast, because Anchor, no matter what file you put up there, you can put up a 320 kilobit mp3 file high quality mp3 file anchor changes it to an m4a which is like 96 kilobits and they do it to save space on the server because it is a free file hosting place which is fine i understand but for a music podcast to go from 320 kilobits down to 96 kilobits M4A mono? That sounds like utter shit. And it drives me nuts. I can't stand it. it dry, I, don't touch the feed. Don't change the file. <laughs> <coughs> this Podcasters see their podcasts as being art. Don't fuck with it. Um... I want to have an easy way to interact with the listener through a communicating, communicate, commenting system, kind of like I mentioned when in the in the listener ex- expectations uh, on Anchor.fm. One of the cool things is a listener can send a voice message through the Anchor app. Uh, if if you could pull this off in Funkwell. It would just be absolutely amazing if you could if your if your user can send a voice comment through Funk Whale. You know, just think you could send somebody a question, and like say you're listening to uh, <coughs> oh I don't know Libra Lounge, and you wanted to send a question to them and ask them a question about. Hey, instead of activity pub or these, or what is what were they calling them? Identity shards or something like that. How does that work? If this does this, would this do that? And then they could answer that. They could take that file and download that message, and then play it in their podcast and respond to it, like somebody had just sent them a, you know, a call-in show. Dude, the. the the amount of content that creators, podcasters can come up with doing this is amazing. Um, and it, it creates a better bond between the podcaster and the listener because they're hearing each other's voice. And it, it's just, it would, it's so cool. Um, another thing that's coming probably way down the road but it would be 100% awesome to be able to stream live on Funk Whale as I'm recording an episode. Dude, that would just absolutely be awesome. <coughs> um, 
And then I, I commented on there because, you know, they, they I wanted a, a statement of how you create the podcast. For recording a podcast, I'd use Ardor 5 and a Presonus audio box USB 96 interface here at the house. And then I've also got a Zoom R16 mobile recorder for when I'm in the truck on the road. Show notes are always written with VS Studio, Virtual Studio Code, or Remarkable and then pushed up to GitHub after I upload the MP3 file to Anchor and Archive. So I don't really have one app that rules them all. I did write a blog post about a dream app that I've always wanted. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll talk about that sometime. But this is all going to lead me into this question that I, I want you guys to let me know what you think. Okay, you can already get the self-hosted podcast on my Funk Wheel uh, pod. I'm obviously going to put this one on there on the on the podcaster's testing pod. Uh, just you know, see how it's, how it's working out. The it gave me an idea. Should I do a podcast that is? specifically only available on Funkwell. But I do want to be able to test out, you know, importing an RSS feed from another podcast and, you know, and whether and how I can put, as a podcaster, I can put my existing podcast on Funkwell. But then I also wanted to experiment with doing a podcast that's only available on Funkwell. Um should it be something similar to this one, but more about the Fediverse specifically? Or should it be about music in general, like intro radio? Should I revive the intro radio podcast as only a podcast available on Funkwell? Um, should, I, should it be about the way that I create my music? Because my music is on my Funkwell pod. Um, or should it just be something that's totally unrelated to the Fediverse or Funk Whale or podcasting in general. You know, something like truck driving, a daily blog or something like that. You know, if if I'm going to do like a daily blog type thing, audio, a daily podcast, I need to find an app that's open source, Android, and it can let me record audio. And then mix in music, you know, the bumper music and stuff, in order to produce something daily that could be then be uploaded to Funk Whale. So if you guys got any ideas, hit me up. Let me know. Uncle Bonehead at nixnet.email. Or hit me up on Mastodon. Mastodon.social. Uncle Bonehead.mastodon.social. Uncle Bonehead at Mastodon.social. There we go. Ah. Uh, Man, I did forget to mention, my daughter's got a girlfriend now. Or, not a girlfriend, boyfriend. Wow. Totally messed that up. She's got a boyfriend. And I know the kid. I I, I used to work with his, with his dad. He's a good kid. And they're good people. It's just, you know, I'm a dad. She's 15. Is this where I'm supposed to, like, get out the shotgun and start cleaning it? Maybe grab some duct tape 
couple of knives. So when he comes over, yeah, man. Nobody ever told me being a father would be like this. But this has like been way long. It's like 48 minutes long. It's too long for an episode. <laughs> so we're going to call it quits. Always be good. Always be safe. And never stick your password where you wouldn't stick your face. We'll see you guys next time on episode 20 of the Self-Hosted Podcast. See you on the Fediverse. the bonehead across the entire fediverse using activity pubs just search for uncle bonehead at mastodon.social for the show notes and links to the topics in this episode please visit boneheadmedia.com this podcast can be found on apple and google podcasts or wherever free podcasts are sold if you like this show you can support uncle bonehead at coffee.com slash boneheadmedia or liberpay.com slash uncle bonehead slash donate music is generously provided by unfa Support him at patreon.com slash This podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. I am Casey and I approve this message. Thank you for listening to the self-hosted podcast. See you all on the next episode.